welcome to GADCAST. Uh, sorry about that last house band. Uh, the last one died. They uh, crashed a boat into a plane. Um, we have Andy <laughs> and Adam here tonight. Uh, the rest of the GADCAST crew. Um, introduce yourselves. Hey, Andy here. Hi, this is not Andy. This is Adam. And we also have Tommy via cellular device. Say hi, sell yeah, Tommy. What's up? <laughs> what's up, dude? So, uh, Tommy, uh, how are you tonight? I'm pretty good. Cool, cool. In my PJs. That's what's up. So we used to be in a band. Do um, you remember that? Nuh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was lying. Is it because we only played, like, one and a half shows? No, that was cool. That was, like, one of the best experiences ever, dude. Um, yeah. Damn it, Bobby was some good shit. It's a lot of fun, really was. Yeah, we still watch the videos every once in a while. That last show we played at Maggie's, and um, yeah, yeah, I'm still mad at how well Brandon can write songs. You, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was. Um, uh, I want to be. Yeah, a, that was a good show. Yeah, yeah. When you were playing keyboards and stuff, that was awesome. Yeah, I, miss, I have a problem with that video. Like one, that one song. Yeah. I, I looked up and I saw Maggie and then I missed a note. <laughs> so it really bugged me. <laughs> yeah, I uh, apparently was screaming a lot more than I um, remembered. So, yeah, and I did a death metal scream at one point in time, which I do not remember doing. So, um, good times. <laughs> yeah. Good times indeed. Yeah. The, the Decline, they were pretty cool to open for as well. I enjoyed those guys. Yeah, they were, uh, I don't know what the hell they were doing there, but they were good. Yeah, I don't know how Australia <laughs> came through our you know, front lawn, but it was awesome. They were just as confused as we were. Yeah, they were. <laughs> I gave them $40 for a hotel room because they needed a place to crash, and they gave me four shirts and two CDs. <laughs> Open up to Florida, Adam and Andy. Yeah. Open up Florida. Florida. Let's open up uh, Florida. All right. Let's um, open up Florida to it. I don't oh, want. Yeah. I don't want to go to Florida. Yeah. Florida. <laughs> well, I hope that that guy that isn't telling kids to build walls wins. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I guess we should also maybe talk about the band before Damn It, Bobby. There that kind no, of no band before Damn It. Bobby. Oh yeah, it was the first. Band. Uh, no, <laughs> no, no, no. The, the OG band. The OGs. Andy's. <laughs> yeah, I think that band's a dead end. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the Andes. I remember them. No, I don't. <laughs> what the fuck was the Andes? Some crazy mountain folk. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Andes, like most people, I guess they would think that Andy's an asshole and then the band after himself. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that's not what happened. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I said on the, the podcast before. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> that, it's just that he happens to be an yeah. asshole and then the yeah. band. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was your favorite track from the Andes? Do you remember? Sea Bears. Oh, that is. Bears. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody likes yeah, that's, the Sea Bears. That's, that's, that's my favorite. So. Sea Bears was the most fun to play. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I remember I wrote Poster Child when I was like 11 or something. And uh, for, I wrote the lyrics for that. And Poster Child's my then, favorite. Uh, it, it, was, it was pretty sweet. Um, <laughs> it sounds like some Richard Hell shit. Yeah. Um, I, I called it. But, <laughs> I said it sounded like Richard Hell. <laughs> it sounds like Richard Hell and a little bit of Iggy Pops, The Passenger. 
Yeah, Seabears was like the most ska, I think. It was the most like traditional yeah. ska. I mean, Poster Child was fun to play um, too, but like Seabears just had that real traditional ska. Yeah, it's um, with Seabears, me and Andy wrote that one, of course. We, mo- we, we wrote like, like 90% of everything. Yeah. For that band, and like me and Andy is like an unstoppable writing duo when we get going. Oh, because, yeah. Uh, like, both, both of us will. So, yeah, how about this part? How about this? We'll add more to that. We'll put more over here. <laughs> and we end up having a, we end up having like a whole lot of shit. And then we can kind of make like 10 different things out of it. Yeah, it's always fun yeah. being a part of that writing process with both of you guys. Yeah. <clears throat> Especially when we had like all four of us, like with Brandon there. And even though Kyle probably wouldn't claim it, he was the drummer of David Bobby. Of all the drummers. He's the only one that played a show. He's the only one that played a show with us. Yeah, Yeah, no. (laughs) We had like four drummers, I think. Yeah. Yeah. At the same time? Yes, (laughs) at the same damn time. Uh, Nobody was patient enough to to try to do what we were trying to do. (laughs) Yeah. We should have played more shows, though. We should have fumbled more, I think. We should have taken more chances. But I enjoyed that we played that really good show. Yeah. I like well, that because we didn't lend ourselves to ska. I mean, we were a ska band, I guess, mm-hmm. but we had a horn, one horn. I mean, we, we kind of went out of bounds on a lot of things. Yeah, I wanted us yeah, to be. Was, I wanted us to be like heavier than the Andes, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Andy is now trying to record a new version of Glass House. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, yeah. He showed me that. <laughs> I can't remember, but that song seemed very heavy when we played it. But um, I just remember it was impossible, like to fix. Like we just couldn't. It was like a, a puzzle we couldn't solve, so we never. We went out. It, it was like a puzzle we couldn't solve, so we never finished. The oh song. yeah, oh yeah. It was like that writing the lyrics. Like I wrote those lyrics at work, like on sticky notes. Working. Andy, the- Andy knows about the sticky notes thing because we wrote songs like that. And, yeah, when you're in an orchestra. <laughs> We wrote um, Bicycle Willie on sticky yeah. notes when we were in like... Orchestra. Yeah, in the orchestra. We were sitting right next to each other passing sticky notes for lyrics. Mm-hmm. And um, that's how we did Glass House. I wrote the bulk of it and then I brought it to Andy. And, uh, you know, we just wrote small snippets out of it. And it turned into like our magnum opus that never got finished. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, it's it's pretty crazy. I'm I'm interested to see what he does with it, but I also want to like would like to hear us all try to play it again, full band sometime. Um, oh yeah. But uh, yeah, so like as far as uh, the Andes go, what were some of your favorite moments playing in the Andes, like as far as experience wise go? Oh my god, playing at the Firehouse with uh, the Adam H, who they're on uh, they're on Asian Man Records. Those guys were incredible. The um. W- the most incredible, one of the most incredible things I've seen in my life was the saxophone player for the Adam Age jump off the stage while playing, run outside, and I followed him, continue to play, run down the block, come back, run inside, jump on stage, 
and still be on the note. <laughs> you knew where he was in the music. Right. That, is that was awesome. awesome. <laughs> yeah. That sounds really cool. Um, yeah. And I would guess, like, what are your, some of your favorite moments from Dan and Bobby? But I assume our only show would be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but we had a lot of good times. Yes. You remember how bad the goat farmhouse smelled? <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that smelled bad. Smelled yeah, like we had, like, different, uh, <laughs> a few different eras of the band. Yeah. I guess you could separate them up with the drummers. Yeah, it um, all came full circle with Cal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I really thank him for doing that. That's, uh, that was really cool of him. Yeah, it was solid of him. We, we might have forced him to do it. But it was really nice of him. <laughs> you know something else that we I don't think we've talked about on the podcast yet is uh, another band that we sort of we didn't we didn't play a show but we practiced uh, as several times is the Latter Day Skanks. Oh yeah, we were didn't we actually? Oh yeah. Did we ever record? Dude, a song? that was that was gonna be a super group, dude. Yeah, we were gonna be fucking amazing. It was gonna then, be awesome. Um, Immediately dead after one practice. Yeah, yeah. Didn't yeah. didn't Dakota put up Dude. one of the he put up demos? A, he put up one of the demos of it on Bandcamp. I don't know where it is. I've never was, heard that. Well, demo. yeah, it was. Uh, Dude, it, it must have been. Yoland, the cut of Yoland's mind is like, like <laughs> if you sit down and talk to him, like he's all over the place all the time. But he has so many good ideas. Mm-hmm. That dude is awesome. If he, if Dakota, if you hear this, you're awesome, dude. Same birthday, same year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and Austin Snow was in that band too, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He played bass. Yeah, with us. It was Dakota, Dakota was just gonna be like the singer, singer I think. Yeah, frontman. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be the frontman. And I kind, I like played drums. I think. Yeah. It's weird, but yeah, it was yeah. gonna be like a super group basically. I, I think you were the only drummer in the room. Probably so. Yeah, <clears throat> the only person that could play drums like decently well. But um, yeah, yeah, we had that song uh, that he wrote. The weird red on the like, back of a Snapple cap. Yeah, snap, it was the Snapple man. song. Yeah, yeah that song was brilliant. Yeah, it was a fucking beautiful song. Yeah, man. but I also like that other song we did, uh, "Shut Up Helen Keller." Did we play that with Latter Day Skanks? We played that with him. Yeah, that's cool, like a Latter Day Skanks song. Cool. Yeah, but I remember we tried to play it with DB. With it, yeah, and it um, yeah, we found a video of us playing uh, Fun, "Fun Girl '69" from Dammit Bobby the other day, Tommy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fine, you're 69. Yeah. <laughs> that, I, don't, I don't think we played that at the show, did we? I don't think it made the set last yeah. time. That song. Brandon didn't like it. Yeah. yeah. But the chorus was <laughs> so much fun to me. Like, But yeah, I, I still like, I'll have people scroll through my phone and be like, who's that blonde chick in the pool? And I'm like, fun girl 69. It's <laughs> fun girl 69. She's our mascot. Yeah. Um. I don't really know if Brandon liked it or not. I was just, I was just saying that, like. Yeah, I'm gonna tell uh, him. I'm gonna be like, Tommy said. <laughs> Tommy said, stupid. <laughs> Jesse hates you. Oh yeah, didn't you also have a August Buy song named in your honor? Oh yeah, so it was called uh, Tommy said ended on a fifth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll tell you this story. I'd been uh, living in Auburn with my buddy Micah for a couple of months. Uh, this was late 2011, uh, maybe November, December-ish, and uh, got kicked out of there, and or got asked to leave really nicely. I went to Tuscaloosa, and I was like hanging out with this girl in her dorm, and uh, and you know Millie. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was staying in Millie's dorm. Yeah. Um, and I, I didn't know she was there, and I walked out one day out of this girl's room, and she was like, oh, Tommy. So I talked to her, and then I didn't have anywhere else to stay. So I knew where Drew Brooks worked. He worked at Jimmy John's on the strip <laughs> in, in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> and so there's a dumpster back there behind Jimmy John's. Mm-hmm. And I went and uh, I, I waved at Drew and then went and took a, took a nap behind a dumpster for like uh, for like five hours with my trumpet and my big backpack, my hiking backpack. And then uh, I was sleeping and he, I think he came and woke me up and said, get in the back of the truck. He just got off work. And he brought me to his uh, his house, and him and his friends were uh, recording some, or playing a song, and I was drinking, chugging a bottle of Aristocrat. And um, they said, you got anything to say about this? And I said, yeah, end it on a fifth. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> history, history was made. <laughs> was it a fifth of Aristocrat? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I exactly. Let's saying. just say for story's sake it was. <laughs> yeah, they ended on the fifth. No, that's that's awesome. Um, I never see them play. Mysteriously mysteriously when I left there, my liquor went missing. And <laughs> I think they saved my life because I could have gotten in trouble if I the cops stopped me and checked my bag, you know? Yeah, you definitely could have. Yeah. I was I was eighteen years old, yeah, I was eighteen then. Yeah. And you never saw him, Jesse. Yep. Jesse hates <laughs> August Spies. No, get this. Jesse extra hates Tiger Hellside because we did a show with August Spies. So if did you, you had come if you had come to see us <laughs> you would have gotten to see us and August Spies. I went to a Tiger Hellside show. It, it, whatever form of artifact slash cosmic debris slash um, Probably because I dragged you to it. <laughs> Glass <laughs> onion. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was, was it was it I think it was artifacts. But, at the but time. Yeah. no, it was it was it was a glass, uh, onion. It was glass onion. Uh, the second ever Tiger Hellside show was with August Spies. Really? Yep. Damn, that was a good show. Wait, no, I did see August Spies play once. No. No. Yes. No. no. <laughs> I think I did, and it was a uh, Let me see here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think back then they were just the July Spies. <laughs> <laughs> I saw August Spies play with uh, Seagulls. Yeah. It was in Tuscaloosa. I like the band or the birds? I saw Man. them before Brandon Trent joined. I remember now. I did. It was Andy's music. It's nice work. Oh, yeah, guys. I wanted to tell you. I warned Andy ahead of time. When I'm talking, I may forget what I'm saying, like, in the middle of it. Because of all this medication I'm on. But bear with me. And, help, and just remind me. Well, I mean, what's our excuse? Yeah, we don't have an excuse. <laughs> yeah. We do the same thing. So, yeah. no worries. <laughs> yeah, you'll be all right. It, it really, it bugs me. It it does. Because I'll be trying to say something and I forget. Yeah, I, I understand. I mean, I'm 40, so I just do it anyway. That's how it is. <laughs> it's just old age. I talk for an hour and I'm like, what the hell was that about? <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'll be dribbling a basketball and Adam will just rip it out of my hands and stab it with a knife and say, get off my lawn. I hate fun. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Nothing pisses me off more than people just enjoying themselves and having fun. <laughs> Shit's just really annoying. I just think people are dorky when they're happy. Um, just want to stop that. You know how I feel about joy. Division. I mean, I'll drink the soap, but anything else called joy, I don't like it. <laughs> what about nurse joy? <laughs> hey, let's talk about something depressing, like this hurricane that's going to kill a bunch of people. Um, what's its name? 
Florence. Yeah, you don't know the name of the hurricane? No. Florence. Hurricane Flo. Hurricane Flo? It sucked up a bunch of sharks. Really? I don't know. I, I saw that on Facebook. That's a meme. It's going through Florida, right? What? It's going through Florida. It's supposed to hit North Carolina, South Carolina, Maryland, and Virginia. Yeah. That's no good. No. Well, I hope all people are alive. Yeah. I hope all you thousands of people in those states listening to us are safe. Yeah, I hope all our fans in those areas are yeah. safe. Yeah. All right, fans. Okay. <laughs> I thought that Andy, the only person that listens to this, is probably an eight-year-old girl in Singapore. Yeah, that's, it. that's like where that's where everybody's talking about it. <laughs> well, kids yeah. think it's cooler when they hear people say "fuck." Adults just hear it all the time. When kids hear it, it's neat. You know, you guys remember the Reagan? They got excited uh, to find out that there was a following in uh, for them in, in Belgium. I think there was a following in Belgium for the Reagans. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Yeah. It wasn't just some like Gaston kids drinking Blue Moon. somewhere like that like there was a few a good bit of people that liked them on myspace that's awesome yeah we uh we think most of our views and watches are from us just we're not (laughs) sure yeah we have to be like how many times did you listen to it this week (laughs) so buddy holly's nightmare oh yeah oh that yeah, I posted that music uh, video the other day. That was some beautiful stuff. Yeah. Um, I still got CDs in my drawer right here. Like, I got like 100 CDs. I uh, was going to Gatson State, and I was staying in the dorm. This had only happened for like a three-month period, but uh, I met uh, Zach Bice not too long before that, and then I met uh, Tyler Twinsack at the dorm. So I introduced them, and we hung out and stuff like that, and then... Me and Zach decided to start a band, and then Tyler just jumped on board just because. And we quickly just spit out a song. We went to Western Music and recorded it and spit out a song. And uh, we and then we went around and uh, we went with Apollo 11. Um, that dates us. Yeah. So, and we went with, and played a few shows with them around Alabama, like a mini tour thing. And uh, that was it. And we've talked about doing things, and we just haven't, but it was a lot of fun. It was a really a time of my life where I was doing a lot of stupid shit. You know, it's, it's kind of bittersweet looking back on that. Yeah, uh, so but, you guys had more than one song? No, no. Oh, but you played shows? Yeah, we just what played about? one song. We opened up for Apollo 11 and just played one song. That's so awesome. You know Jesse doesn't go to yeah. shows. Yeah, <laughs> really. Still go to shows. That's amazing. Yeah, we played it hard as fuck every time. And uh, like I would bash the microphone on my head and like, go for it. Because like, I thought I was Henry Rollins and shit. Yeah. And <laughs> it worked out. Uh, so for filming that music video, how, how was that process? Oh, that was Zach's idea. Oh. <laughs> He's the one who got me out of my shell, though. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, at Andy's shows, I would jump around and stuff like that, but um, I didn't know that I could make my voice so loud. I didn't know I could yell like that. Yeah, you nailed it. Yeah, and I channeled my inner Lemmy, I think, from Motorhead, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I, it was a lot of fun to do that. Like, I don't even remember the lyrics now, because Zach wrote them all. It was about um, Austin Matthews and the um, 
hardcore scene taking over. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, now that I know more about it, those lyrics are amazing. They're like a work of art. <laughs> yeah, it's, about, it's basically, a, a, to me, it's about uh, making the hardcore scene get down on their knees and begin to suck. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I mean, it was like a, it was like a battle cry. It was like uh, throwing the gauntlet down, you know. Yeah. I mean, we we meant war by that song. You could feel it. <laughs> and uh, I mean, Tyler was just goofy the whole time. Like he was just there for the ride. <laughs> um, that's another talented man right there. Tyler Sinzak yeah. is he's a genius. Yeah, Ugly Pompous Grin is one of the best bands I've ever heard as well. Um, but, like, I totally thought, that I forgot that they changed their name. So, like, somebody the other day was like, what are your ten favorite Alabama punk bands of all time? And I said, Todd of the Train Tracks instead of Ugly Pompous Grin. Yeah, um, I didn't yeah. even know what that was. I was yeah, like, totally Tyler like, to the like, Train Tracks. <laughs> <track. laughs> that was the name of Tyler's first if y'all, band. If y'all have ever hung out with Zach Bryce, you you know that he's, like, He's like the nicest dude ever. He will yeah. do anything for you. Yeah, he was like, I was, I was crashing with him for a few weeks, probably longer than that, and like I would smoke half of his cigarettes, and he would give them to me. Like he would give me half of his cigarettes, and like uh, we'd share food, and we went to Tennessee just because one time we dropped out of school. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, he's a really nice guy, and uh, he kept me afloat for a while. Yeah, he's a really good dude. I remember uh, the only time I really, really talked to him in person, um, I bought a bunch of, like, uh, Henry Rollins and Michael Graves stuff from him, like, that I still have to this day, like, a lot of books and uh, artwork and stuff. Yep. Jesse doesn't know how to read. <laughs> <laughs> Just reads comic books. He, draw, he draws coloring books. Right now, I'm reading a young adult novel about comic books characters okay i'm an adult <laughs> but i'd like to point out you haven't finished it i haven't finished. do we need to go back and check all the podcasts you've been mentioning this <laughs> we could measure how many weeks you've been reading it yeah dude i i've been i'm terrible at reading now. well the I'm ones with like, the, the ones with the pictures go quicker yeah i'm just like i can just turn yeah well podcasts are easier to read than comic books that's true <laughs> i don't know what that means but it's true <laughs> I'm reading the Everything Health Guide to Adult Bipolar Disorder. Oh, who who wrote that? That's me. I'm reading it. Oh, cool, cool. Henry Rollins. Yeah. <laughs> Henry Rollins wrote it. <laughs> I would like to hear his book on that. Yeah, um, that's cool. Yeah, I've been learning more and more about it. Um, but yeah, I'm... I think people I think people need to talk about it more. People that have uh, mental illnesses. Yeah, Absolutely. definitely. I mean, it needs to be. Um, it needs to be one of those subjects that's like an automatic, like, hey, we this is obviously an issue. Look at the statistics. We need to have this taken care of. We don't need to ostracize these people. We need to help these people. I mean, it's just common human decency, you know. No. Um, if you turn them into an ostrich, yeah, they'll just put their head in the sand. <laughs> but you, you can't do like Carrie Fisher and be like, you spread awareness about bipolar and then like snort lines of cocaine big as a baby's leg. Yeah, I mean, she she was fighting the battle. She just I don't I don't think she was always winning. Um, no. Because uh, yeah, she died with what was it trace up amounts of um, uh, MDMA, cocaine, and something else in her system. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, you know they put her ashes in a giant. She had it in her will to put her ashes in there. A giant. Uh, it's like a Lexapro pill, a plastic Lexapro pill. That's where her ashes are. But what? It's like a Lexapro pill or something. It's like a, it's, a, it's oh it's, really? Yeah, it's like she had she had in her will to put it. And she had this giant uh, antidepressant like capsule. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> she's actually one of the main reasons why uh, Jason Muse from Jane Silent Bob got sober too because uh, whenever she was on um, the Jane Silent Bob Strike Back film she called like he was like hitting on her and stuff she called bullshit and called him out and like kind of kept in touch with him and made sure and helped him get sober yeah is a Prozac pill yep she's in a giant Prozac pill right now wow yeah that's like school shit, perfect. Yeah. I mean, I take lithium. That's like fucking 1960 something. Yeah, I'm um, on that Lamictal, which is like a mood stabilizer, but it's Lamictal. Like, yeah, or Lamotrigine, yeah. depending on generic or non-generic. Yeah, I used to take that. Yeah, it's like an anti-convulsant, but it also works for uh, other stuff too. Yeah, I haven't um, I haven't been arrested since I've been taking it, like I'm supposed to. <laughs> So that's Hell good. yeah. Yeah, I like not being arrested. It's nice. <laughs> Man, I, I haven't... I think I've left the house more times when I was on house arrest than <laughs> I do now, and I'm just, like, had no car. Yeah, <laughs> when I met you, you had the ankle monitor on, and I thought you were just being trendy. I was like, dude's wearing, like, you know, like, <laughs> like a, a, you know, braces, like a, a freaking Fred Perry, like, you know... Like one of those like hats from London and shit, and he's got this <laughs> fake ankle bracelet on, you know. And you're like, no, I really can't yeah. leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> and he used to like order pizzas and then be like under the name Jesus Christ or something. So he'd have to be like, yeah, we gotta pick up for Jesus Christ. After <laughs> <laughs> grabbing pizzas to take for practice, since you couldn't leave. Yeah, that was, that was a good times. That was, that was damn it, Bobby times before we were damn it, Bobby. Yeah, it was. I mean, I still I posted that picture of the other day because the day that I met you, we all took that picture in front of your rabbit crossing. Under the jackalope, under the jackalope crossing. Yeah, jackalope crossing. Yeah. So I still have that picture up all the time on my Facebook. It keeps popping up. The sign's in my bedroom now, along with a sign with an actual uh, fallout shelter sign from the fifties. That's awesome. Yeah. So do you play any video games? Uh, I play a lot of stuff. Um, Grand Turismo Sport is my favorite right now. Oh, cool, cool. What system are you playing? PS4. Oh. Yeah, uh, so we can't play with them. Yeah, let's say I'm Xbox One. Why would you do that, Jesse? <laughs> yeah, why did you? Did you not know that like nobody has those? Well, I have, I have an Xbox One. Well, that's because you just hang... That's Xbox. Most people don't have both. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Xboxes back. have like forty more games at least. What? Yeah. When? All the time. What the hell are you talking about? They have like way more games than PlayStation has available. What the f- uh, for what? I, don't know. I mean, but the th- here's what the are thing. You like, about? okay, the X- play- there are insane. games that you can't get on PlayStation. That no, you- no shit. But there's a lot. There's a lot there's that a- everything's on PlayStation Four. Yeah. And I mean, all the Sony. all the games that are like on PlayStation Four, like PlayStation Four, they. Like PlayStation refuses to do um, cross-platform. That's true. Yeah, that's so. true. But they like 
I mean, yeah. I'm not even fighting for PS4. I'm a Switch guy. I play Nintendo Switch all the yeah, time. I, know, I, ha- I have a PS4 Pro. I would like, but I don't. I don't do now. anything with it. Um, you have a PS4 Pro? Yeah. Oh. I think I am some kind of lightweight. <laughs> well, if you ever want to sell it, no, it's for my it's for my family. <laughs> I watch everybody but me play it. <laughs> okay. I go on there and play like I stream Katamari on there. <laughs> Dude, Katamari's nice. Yeah, but the only way, the only way you can get it on that you can't just buy it digitally on there. You have to let it. You have to do have their streaming service. Oh. So I have to like pay a monthly fee just to stream See, Katamari. Sony, Sony stuff. Or I, or I could just fucking buy it on another system, but yeah. still. <laughs> but no. But like PS4, you'd have all those games. So they're just games you don't care about. I guarantee you, PS4 has more games. Because well, PS4, some cause PS4 are, has are cool a shit ton of uh, Japanese games, and Xbox One has barely any Japanese games because they have no presence in Japan. Some of the cool games are like the Sony, like the ones that are like the Sony exclusive, like the new uh, Spider-Man game. It's only on uh, yeah. PS4, but that's because it's owned by Sony. Yeah, like yeah. they own like the. I buy a lot of games like that that are just Sony. I'm I'm a PS4 guy, a PlayStation guy. Ever since the like the late '90s, when the, or whatever, whenever I got my first PlayStation One, yeah, and I've just been always the PlayStation person. I, I don't hate Xbox, but that's just all I've ever had was PlayStation. I hate everything. And uh, I've I've won <laughs> a, a PSP in the Gadsden Mall with a dollar out of a machine that you, you know, they come out of and stuff, you know? You actually won one of those? Yes. <laughs> that happens for people? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, dude, I saw uh, there were some kids uh, a few weeks ago won a Switch. What? Yeah. I, I thought that was just bullshit to get your money. No, people win shit. No. I'm so cynical. Yeah, <laughs> you are. <laughs> you, should be, you should be putting all your money into winning video games <laughs> from vending machines. Um, do y'all remember my little brother Zach? Yeah. Yeah, man. What's he up to? Um, well, he's doing the, the military thing, and he's a construction worker, and he just applied for jobs at uh, the, the county sheriff's department and the Anniston police department. Oh, cool, cool. Anniston. Yeah, because he's the top, he's the top in the army. And uh, anyways, uh, he the reason I mentioned him, he uh, is, has started collecting video games and stuff like. Like uh, the systems and stuff, he's got all the Nintendos, and he's got a Sega Dreamcast, and he's got all PlayStations, uh, two PS3s, and uh, he just like finds these people that are selling them uh, at really low prices, and I mean he makes enough money, you know, go get them. He, he doesn't play them much, but he just said it's they're nice to collect to him. That's uh, yeah, I haven't but, seen him since Flogging Molly. I don't think. Oh yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, he was uh, he was a lot of fun. He had a mohawk beanie on last time I saw him, I think. But um, I always figured he would be like working like security for like uh, shows. But um, I'm sure that the benefits as a police officer are probably better than that. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's the kind of guy that like if you yeah if he pulled you over and you had something that you weren't supposed to have, he would ask you for it and then throw it away. Mm-hmm. He's, he's nice like that. Um, he's not like a hard ass or anything. But, yeah, yeah, um, he's a really good dude. Yeah. Um, and it was fun uh, flying around in that flogging molly pit with you guys. <laughs> Guatemala. What? Did you say guacamole or Guatemala? Flogging molly. <laughs> Does it sound like guacamole? 
in the guacamole pit. It's all this fancy, yeah. it's all this fancy uh, wiring stuff we have here, this technology. Dancing in avocado squish. <laughs> Dancing avocado squish. That's a good that's a good turn of phrase. Yeah, we had one We're practice driving. again is damn it, Bobby, but yeah, um, it, it's not the same without you and trumpet. And then also we haven't had another practice because it doesn't have a trumpet sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no trumpet sound without. So it's you. not the same. <laughs> I want, I've always wanted to start another band where I, I do lead vocals. Um, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be but cool. I don't know. I, I don't have any way of getting anywhere, and uh, my parents hate everybody. Shit. <laughs> 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 I want to be like. Uh, well, I do want to be like fifty and. Still trying to get in the band and stuff. Yeah, I, did, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't want to be like that, but I did want to be like that. Punk rock till the day I die. Yeah. How's the scene in Gadsden going? Um, What's in Huntsville? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Gadsden yeah. scene is in Huntsville. <laughs> Everybody drove up there? Yeah. Yeah, we all just go to Huntsville all the time. There, I think there's going to be a lot more great shows going on in, in Jacksonville soon because we've got Aaron Green who is booking for the Syndicate Lounge. He's now booking for brothers out there so it's gonna be what nice so we're gonna have some Jacksonville shows maybe at brothers at brothers yes oh my mom saw Charlie Daniels band at brothers in 1975 that's awesome yeah that's the only way I'll ever play brothers because I I used to refuse to do it but if somebody I like is is like running the thing and stuff and you said last on the last uh, episode that uh, you you tried to get uh, the mostly harmless to play there, and they wouldn't even take your demo. They so. wouldn't, they wouldn't. But I mean, like I'm saying, like I would never set foot in there. Like I literally wouldn't go there. Yeah. So of course, if you'd seen the other bands that were playing there in the like late '90s, you would have been like, "There's no reason to go in there." <laughs> yeah. Well, even when I was, uh, but I remember Jacksonville when I was. I was yeah, like, I but it's not nice. You should. Probably, but I kind of was, you know, kind of cheering the whole time when I heard about the fire. Well, it turned. I was kind of like, <laughs> "Yay! Finish the job." So, yeah, that wasn't very nice of me. I was hoping, like, you know, I, I like playing in Huntsville, but I was just hoping, like, you know, I hope we get to play, like, other places. Yeah, that's, it'd be nice to, to us at that point. Yeah, when I was working, the gospel. it turns out I missed The Devil's Got a Hold of Me, and um, also the Andes, I think, played in Jacksonville one night I was working, and I didn't get to go see you guys. Uh, yeah, that was it. I wasn't with the band then, but that was at um, Wake and Bake. Yeah, yeah, yeah we Wake was the yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, we did play. Because I could get off work at midnight, shower, wake, like get out of the shower, call, order pizza, and it'd be there before two a.m. And I'd be like, yes. You know, um, this I never asked Andy how he felt about my uh, my absence from the band without explaining it. You know, for a while. Um, so Andy, how did you feel about that when I just left and went to Auburn? He uh, he told me about it a few weeks ago, and he said that he made a pillow of you. And he <laughs> cuddled that pillow in bed. Body <laughs> pillow. He yeah. called it. I didn't know how that would affect the band dynamics or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Should actually let Andy answer the question. <laughs> no, that was. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> man, it's been so long ago. Like I honestly don't really remember. So this was like this was like just a couple weeks or something that you you weren't in the. You'd like left, I guess. How long? How long? Were how you long was this? Do you remember? How long was that absent? Yeah. Oh, um, just a few months, I think. Just two months, maybe. Oh, it's a couple months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Andy didn't know what the hell was going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> 
Andy was clearly focused on yeah. you know. Yeah, I guess I mean Jess Jess was in the band at that time, so and so we had another trumpet player and we had Dylan playing trombone, so we were good to go. Yeah, we were, we were like we were good to go. I mean, yes, I mean, I, mean I, I think he was probably more just like uh, probably just missed having you there more than like the band like needed you or anything. But yeah, um, I left and I went down to Auburn and for for a little while. Then I came back for Christmas. Yeah. And and uh, I think she came over to get me, but. Um, then when I went back down there for a few days before before I got kicked out, this guy, this guy named Dutch had moved in to my room, and he had went and sold all of my records, it was like 500 records and a record player, yeah. to a home set. Yeah. And that made me really mad. I just wanted to tell you that story, because it makes me mad every time I think about it. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, lot of, that's a lot of awesome things being sold. Kind of th- I'm thinking about back on like the the Andes and like how it all ended uh, I'm thinking like like near the end they're like when really like kind of all the guys left uh, I mean Jess left the band and Noah had already left um, and you you were kind of still in the band I guess um, I remember what I did I came back I came back at Christmas and I I went over to uh, what was that guy's name Peyton Peyton yeah Peyton Peyton had joined the band and we and were kind of Austin was mad at you yeah and uh, and I was like what are you talking about you know yeah flesh it out uh, I we, I mean, we kind of taken the band I've in like a different all these things in chronological order. Yeah, we kind of we were try, kind of taking the band in like a different yeah. direction. It was gonna go like less ska, I think, and more reggae because we had, we were kind of losing the the horns there. It was getting pretty. I mean, I don't want to go into a whole Why lot. Why can't of, you do ska without horns? I mean, yeah, we could have. It, so it, I know it's like Operation Ivy is yeah. like the one of the best Operation bands of all time. Punk. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't they have they? They have a single horn on any other songs. I'm sure they did somewhere. Uh, I mean, I've listened to all their songs. Name the first Star Punk band. Yeah. Yeah. They had the uh, Bad Town. Name name the first one. No more Bad Town. uh, Sometimes they kind of came out to sound sort of like kind of bad hip hop though. Like they'd be (laughs) kind of going, "Oh yeah," and it didn't it didn't sound ska. It sounded more like (laughs) like a guy making fun of a guy trying to sound like a backup. Like it's trying to be T.I. or something. You are right, though. I still agree with you that The Crowd is the best song by that. It's one of the best songs ever written. It just hops me up so hard when it comes on. It's one of the best songs ever recorded. Have you been listening to any uh, bands lately, Tommy? Uh, Yeah. um, I meant to tell you. I was going to tell you tonight. I still had your Streetlight CD. Oh, dude. (laughs) Keep it. Keep playing it, man. Keep spinning it. Anyway. Sell it. <laughs> Nobody will buy a Scott CD in 2018 with us. Oh, um, have you guys ever heard of the band named The Chats? You you uh sent me that. I really like that song. How do you it's show it? It's Chats? the Chats. Okay. The Chats. Yeah. They've only got one. Oh yeah, they were two good. songs on yeah, I sent you that. Yeah, they're good. And Andy sent us a, a, yeah, a clip of it. Yeah, I sent or, you all that. Yeah, they're the Australian yeah, band. Yeah, I like yeah, them. They're really good. Stuff. 
Yeah, I like him, and I play the song a lot. Yeah, good, good work, Tommy. Um, that's, anyway, good. that's good music. That's one of the ones that I discovered them through the decline. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I like... See, usually when somebody I, shares music with me, it sucks. That was actually the, good. I parts. I know you said you've been listening to Remo, Remo Drive, so... Remo Drive? Yeah, yeah. Remo Drive's the shit. Um, that album was the album of the summer. A song called uh, I'm My Own Doctor. That's a good song right now. It's about uh, just somebody who likes to not go to the doctor and like put some ointment on themselves. And, and <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's true. That's what it's about. <laughs> And then their song, uh, Trying to Fool You, that's a good one. I just looked at the album of it. It's called Greatest Hits. It's not a Greatest Hits album, but it is called Greatest Hits. <laughs> cool, cool. What was the name and, of the band again? You're talking about Remo, Remo Drive. Drive, yeah. Remo or Remo? Re- Remo. Remo Drive. Remo, R-E-M-O. Yeah. Yeah. as in map. Gotcha. Or man, man. Tap Records, nice. Car seat headrest. Oh, yeah. Uh, Foo Fighters. I've been getting into Foo Fighters lately. Um, uh, don't hate me if I feel like I'm Counting Crows. I like Counting Crows. Oh, the Counting Crows are fucking great. Nah, they're awful. Yeah. <laughs> no, Adam hates everything. <laughs> uh, Bad Astronaut. Oh, um, Bad Astronauts. Andrew Gretchen G-Card. Bad Astronaut's in my top five favorite bands of all time. Have you heard the new Alcon Trio yet? I saw it, but I didn't, I didn't listen to it. It's, it's better than the last one. Which isn't saying really? the most, <laughs> but it's not saying the least. It's I think it's pretty good. I really like it. Suicide Machines is I always listen to, uh, especially the specials. You guys know I like the specials. Yeah. Well, uh, we we have those matching specials tattoos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I still just got the Bart Simpson. Um, and you got the on the other side. Yeah, the guy from uh, yeah, uh, Graves. Uh, we get, the guy from Taj Mahal Trio works at uh, Gaston Music Company now. Yeah, we, me and Jesse uh, ran into him the other day. Do you remember the band Skeptic? We're playing with them soon. Um, we've got two shows coming up. What's the first one, and when is it? <laughs> <laughs> We're fucked. We're fucked. <laughs> Jesse doesn't even know hey, what it is. Hey. I'm just going to get in the van. Adam. What up, Tommy? How old are you? I am 40. 40, okay. 40, the big 4 uh, what, 40 in April. What was your favorite punk album of the 90s? Favorite punk album of the 90s. It's, yeah. pro- it's probably not going to be anything too underground, actually. That's what's weird. It's going to be like, it shouldn't be good, but I really like the Ramones' last album, Adios Amigos, from 95. I like it. I like, a lot of people yeah. wouldn't count this, but I, I do, I, I really liked In Utero by Nirvana. And really? I'm sure there's other, I'm sure there's other 90s, but I wasn't. Like in the nineties, I was just interested. I, I was interested in what you would say. Yeah, I actually, I actually did not listen to. Here's the thing that's weird, and I've kind of said this before on other podcasts, and I'll just repeat it a thousand times, yeah. so that yo- those younger than me can feel better about the people my age who act like dicks to them. Well, it's okay about me being act like a dick to y'all, but mm-hmm. when I was in high school, I mostly listened to punk rock from the seventies and early eighties. Like I didn't get into punk rock the same way other people got into punk rock around me. So everybody else got into punk rock around me listening to rancid and like offspring and green day like those are the big things that got them into punk rock and of course nirvana before that you know and yeah, that's got, what i was expecting from you yeah so they're they're all listening to that kind of stuff i was listening to the old school stuff and i'm not trying to be like that so much better but what happened was is what was popular a popular t-shirt at the time was a play on the old you, you remember the old you know the old exploited song punk's not dead yeah 
yeah. Okay, well, that, yeah. that, that, that T-shirt was super-duper popular among punk rockers. Like, everybody wore – it had the skull with the mohawk and said, punk's not dead. So what, ha- what right. became a popular T-shirt you'd see in the back of all the cool magazines – was a shirt that said punk's not dead it just sucks now and that was in the 90s so that was all the old school guys all the guys from the 70s and 80s talking shit about the new music now here's the thing i want to point out is those guys who were getting picked on back then in the 90s those would be my peers they were listening to shit like rancid i mean you guys are allowed to like it i'm just saying i'm by those people's standards yeah. listening to the what by the old punk rocker standards the dorkiest shit imaginable would have been rancid green day and offspring they were rocking that shit, and now they're picking on people who are listening to, like, basically the modern day equivalent of that stuff. And they're acting, so they're trying to act like, man, the new punk rock sucks. And it's like, people were saying that about your punk rock. So just let people like what they like. I mean, of course, I'm going to tell I you that it sucks. I think it's okay but, for that to happen. I think it's okay for, for older people to be to be angry, and I, I think it's okay for younger people to listen what they listen to. Yeah, I mean, I, ha- um, I, I hated I hated most stuff when I was a kid anyway. That's one thing I hate about getting older is everybody thinks I'm getting crankier and meaner. And actually, <laughs> and actually I'm like, I'm way nicer than I used to be when I was a kid. Like, I was much more of a dick about stuff that I didn't like. So, Yeah, I really did hate most things when I was in high school, and I was yeah. just like, I didn't give anything a fucking chance. Man. No, I didn't like I liked what I liked, and then I thought everything else was stupid. Yeah, yeah. and I still kind of like kind of goes back to that Counting Crows thing. Like I made this observation years ago: it's like almost nothing with the word "crow" in it is good. <laughs> like bands, people. The movie. No, the, the, book. the first movie's good. The comic book's good. I'm okay, talking about. I'm talking about, I'm talking about, I'm talking about, I'm talking about musically. I'm talking okay, about musically. musically. Like I can't yeah. think of a band or a performer that's crow in that's any good, except Jane Crow. The murder of Jane Crow. <laughs> So that's the the murder of Jane Crow is pretty much like broken that. There might be another crow in there somewhere. But like counting crows, they suck and all those <laughs> all anything else, Cheryl Crow sucks. Old crow old crow, crow medicine suck. show. Old crow medicine show. Yeah, all, anything with crow <laughs> and it's awful. Except uh, for, they're playing an Anderson and uh, except for the murder of Jane Crow. But I don't like crow. The murder of Jane Crow or a dragon con playing like the Game of Thrones theme, I think. What I saw online, but Sounds right. Yeah, Sounds right. We're gonna play them on our radio show. Hell yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't listen to much new. Okay, there was playing new music in the '90s. I was listening to, but it was like Nirvana. I did like early Offspring. But here's the thing about Offspring is you can like the Offspring, and then you, all you have to do is just find the music that influenced them, and it sounds exactly the same but better. So once you discover <laughs> once you discover Agent Orange and TSOL, you don't need the Offspring anymore. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty much how it works. I got introduced to punk rock in the eleventh grade by it's, it was it was Green Day. I have to say that. Yeah. And uh, it was Dookie though. It was the first album I heard, and I knew who Green Day was, and American Idiot had happened. Yeah. And the book of art of broken dreams and all that, all that happened. I mean, it was tenth grade, but anyway, all that happened. I didn't really like that, but then I heard Dookie because my uncle gave me the CD, yeah. and uh, I listened to that, and I fell in love with punk rock. And I didn't know really that it was punk rock. I didn't know what to call it, you know. Yeah. And then I did some looking around and uh, switched schools, and the people I was going to school with just happened to like punk rock and ska. And I started listening to the Ramones, and then I started listening 
put some ska, and the first ska band, this is funny, that I listened to knowing it was ska Mm -hmm. was the Screaming Cops, (laughs) of which Jesse Hyde was a member. Yeah. I'm sorry that was your first. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, no, that was my first introduction to Scott, knowing that the music was Scott. Um, I'd heard it before in like Tony Hawk games and stuff like that, but I didn't know what it was. So that was my introductions to both of the, the branches of music that I like the most, fucking Scott, I guess Scott Punk, but that's that. Yeah, I'd, listen, I'd heard Less Than Jake and Goldfinger and stuff before I even knew what Scott was. And of course, I've heard, I'd heard No Doubt and Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, but it wasn't until... I got into high school and started going on a warp tour and, you know, hanging out with some of the older, like, kids in high school that I found out really what Scott was. And then I was just like, hey, it's, like, not as depressing as a lot of the stuff people are listening to right now. And it's, like, a lot of fun. And I like playing upstrokes on the guitar. I just kind of like my instrument here. And um, I think uh, after we saw Big D in the kids' table for the first time, we were like, so what you're saying is you hate ska yes <laughs> no everyone else hates ska apparently. No. i didn't like i put up with them okay but i i, I listened to uh because the suicide machines were super duper popular they were machines. super duper popular for about five seconds in the 90s yeah. Yeah. and it was just like they were a little too they were very very clean they had zero edge <laughs> for a band called the Suicide Machines, yeah, they had zero it, edge. Uh, I did expect them to be a little bit rougher. Um, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, like High Anxiety, like they had some great songs, man. I like they wrote a, so- a song about vans. This, this is Shoe. This is Van Song. Yeah. They did? Yeah, the Van Song. That, yeah. was, that, was, that, was, that, was, that was one of the popular songs. When... I don't remember that one. Yeah. I just remember, like, uh, do you ever get the feeling of dread and high anxiety and like shit like that? That shit was a lot of fun. And they didn't have really horns, did they either? I don't think. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the most part. Yeah, Scott's just fun to play, man. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like... fun. People call it, people call it history shit. My... But uh, Scott is fun. It is, dude. Well, my problem is I don't feel like people want to add to Scott enough. And I mean, I know there's people who incorporate into things and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but like I really... Like you were saying, like ska's not depressing. I'm like, I really want to hear some super depressing ska. Streetlight Manifesto. No, you don't not think that. Depressing? No, I don't think they're good. Uh, <laughs> what, better. What are you thinking about? Because they're not good. Intricately. They don't sound good. What about uh, what about what, bandits? No. What about flaming tsunamis? Oh yeah. I don't know that man. Yeah, the flam- man. flaming tsunamis. They're like uh, ska core. Cool. Most, most like their songs are like really dark. Angry. Yeah, angry. It's not. It's never like the right kind of dark. What about Bob Music Industry? They had some dark songs. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The Independents. Do I? What about the Independents? Oh, I don't know. You don't know the Independents? No. What are the Independents? Well, you just sitting there grinning when when Randy was talking about them last week, and you're like, the Independents? Who the fuck's that? Let me, <laughs> let me fucking. Let, I, I mean, shit, I might know. Let me, let me Independents. They were like they're like a horror ska punk band. Joey Ramone was their manager. Oh. Played Alabama a shit ton of times. Uh, Randy talked about it. Punk or skunk for short. Joey Ramone. <laughs> Make Andy pull stuff up on the computer like we're on Joe Rogan's podcast. <laughs> Andy, pull up the video. Oh, cool. Um, 
Okay, I got a question for everybody. Okay. What's the favorite band you've ever played with? Like you ever played alongside? Like like we did a show with, and then like we were yeah, yeah. like they were sh- we were sharing a ticket with them or whatever, sharing a, a yeah, exactly. stage. I know, I, I know what Jesse's gonna say, but I, I know I'm gonna say something different. I'm gonna go with Paranoid Dance Party because they were oh yeah, they oh, that's were, a good one. Yeah, they were like they were just like amazing. Like it was some it was so like different from like anything that you would see like around here. Um, Maddie Turner swallowed the fucking microphone. Yeah, <laughs> it was just—it was just such a crazy show. Like, I, like, and it was so loud at Andy's that night. Like, I had to like, we, I had to like listen like all the way at the back, but it was just um, an amazing show. It was like Satan jizzed all the way from Tampa and it landed in Gadsden. Yeah, and those guys were just so cool. Like when they showed up, the dude that like their front man was like wearing a dress like he, they pulled up in a van and like the dude like he's he was wearing a dress and uh they showed up at my house and oh, it was yes. just like whoa like this is not something that you see every day in alabama yeah it's cool yeah fat mike does it all the time now mm-hmm. yeah, everybody does it all the time yeah. has done yeah. it all the time yeah but Your this is like did it all the time yeah but i mean this is like <laughs> this was this was like seven and this was like seven years ago like so 92 yeah. And they were like the seventeenth hundredth band to do. Yeah. But I get what you're saying. Yeah. Gats in Alabama. Yeah, Alabama. In their front yard. All right. What's everybody else's favorite band they played on the same ticket? Jessica. Hot seat. Are you no. think for a minute? Yeah. I, it's uh, tough for me. Definitely the decline. Dad. Yep. Yeah. Because I mean they're one of my favorite bands now, and I never knew yeah. about them until that night, and they just fucking killed it. And they were a lot of fun. They're really cool, and they're from yeah. Australia. So, and I still yeah. talk. You know, their lead singer gave me uh, the set list from the show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, I, we yeah. all got T-shirts and mm-hmm. um, I got CDs and yeah. stickers. Um, yeah, I think I gave you the Screeching Weasel uh, parody shirt, didn't I? Yeah, and um, I went to see uh, Let's Have a Crack. Yeah. And Days and Days and Days and Days. Yeah. And. Uh, it got torn off. Because of the shirt, the way it was, or just it just happened? I don't think the people got that it was a joke about Screeching Weasel. Yeah. So they and, just... and ben, ben Weasel had just, it had been a few months since he punched that woman. Yeah. And uh, they kind of surrounded me and nicely tore the shirt off of me. Yeah. As nicely as you can tear a shirt. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. people don't. That's the problem when you go to shows like that. See, I got the nicer version of that. Yeah. Where I, I wore that that shirt with uh, the picture of Hanson on it that says Nirvana at the top of it. Yeah, yeah. I wore that at playing at a Tiger Hellside show, and what that turned into is a whole bunch of drunk people going like, "What's your favorite Nirvana song, man? They're uh, great." And I'm just like, <laughs> "This is a making fun of Nirvana." <laughs> yeah, yeah, like um, yeah, because it was a joke about him punching women in the face, like making fun of Screeching Weasel. Like, yeah. So uh, they they obviously sometimes. Mob mentality does not work, and alcohol and context clues, yeah. And yeah. like loud, fast music doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, the only time I remember seeing a shirt ripped off of somebody and like stuff like that at a punk show was a guy wore a button-up Rebel Flag shirt to work tour, and um, it got ripped off of him. And I remember uh, our friends lit it on fire with some kerosene and burned it at a tour in front of him, in front of the guy who was shirtless. Mm. Um, and it was awesome, but um, 
Yeah, uh, that's just, that's crazy, man. So, did you just have to not have a shirt the rest of the night? Or did you buy one? Oh, I didn't have a shirt. I guess it's a day's uh, day <laughs> shirt. Show, though, like, you just yeah, um, find a way to have it. What happened at first, though, yeah. We were we were out in the lobby of uh, this. I forgot where I even saw him. In it's downtown Birmingham. Yeah. But anyways, uh, Scott from Leftover Crack yeah. walked around me, looking at me the whole time. He walked like a semicircle around me, like and he was staring a hole through me. And yeah. I was like, "Holy shit!" I, I was like, I knew somebody was going to get offended by the shirt yeah. if they just look at it and see the fucking weasel. <laughs> and um, and didn't read. And, <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, like, Mom's I don't know if he told somebody to do it but, or what, but, um, yeah, I ended up shirtless for the rest of the night. Damn. Well, I'm glad you didn't get, like, a uh, shiner or anything, even though that might have been Yeah, nobody cool was violent at that show. I mean, you know, days and days, they're peaceful people. That's other fact, they're peaceful, most, like, when they're not on the stage, but, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it was cool. I got to drink with days and days lead singer. I had a flask in my back pocket, and I drank oh, with him. Oh, yeah, the dude with the beard? Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. Adam went and dropped off some flyers at one of their shows recently, and I didn't know yep. about it. Nobody would go with me. Everybody, I didn't know. Everybody's told like, me. Everybody's like, I don't want to go to Huntsville. That would suck. Who you wants to ride with Adam? You didn't Adam mention that there was like a show, though. Yeah. Then, then of course, then, 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 Andy, then Andy today was like, who wants to ride with me to Atlanta? Oh, nobody wants to ride with me. <laughs> yeah. What uh, a shame. Andy's been trying to buy a bus lately, yeah. which is going to go great. Yeah. Don't you think? Don't you think, Tommy? Tommy's all on board with the the bus idea, right? Pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, you, yeah, the bus, of course, but go to the new bus store. Don't, uh, don't, that, that sounds expensive. <laughs> new buses and, are pricey. Yeah, yeah they're pricey. I don't, you don't see too many punk bands riding in new buses. Yeah, we should. Uh, we should. We should be the first. <laughs> and we should put a big screeching whistle like <laughs> So. Um, I, I didn't answer the question. Yeah, what's your what's your answer? Well, to I question? didn't plan I didn't plan on answering. I was just bringing that up. Oh well, yeah, but no. Because uh, you have too many bands. That you favorite play bands of play. Bands. That's what I'm saying. It's like you'd have to choose. It's gonna it's gonna be like I'm trying to think of like performances and people reacting and stuff. So it's gonna be. I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody big, but that that's like later on I'm gonna be like, but wait a minute, that one show. But you know when you're in different moods and stuff. <laughs> so I mean, uh, skeptic is definitely up there. Cause we played a, we played a great set that night anyway. Th that's like way back in the day, back when we it was uh, me, Jacob, Kenneth, and Casey. So we were all, that was at the Copper Top. So we put on a good show. They put on like a better show, but I felt like I felt like we were a really strong part of that show. Like we we didn't hurt their energy. <laughs> yeah. And then they put on a fantastic show, and like I mean they just killed it like. I mean, every member was just like on like full power, and their Baron was like taking over the place like he always does, climbing up on the bar and the stools and hollering and everything. But then, so I mean, it's that. But then, like I, we've done a bunch of shows with the Go Go Killers, and of course, they put on crazy epic shows, lots of crowd interaction and stuff like that. And they've only gotten like way way better. So them and this is gonna sound weird, but like uh, Russian Love Machine. Yeah. They're one of my favorite bands. Oh, wow. Play. That's a good one. So they were like, <laughs> they were our hopes. When Tiger Hellicide was first starting, the only hopes we had for there being anything resembling a scene, because all we ever heard was like crappy modern hardcore. Like what I always used to say, sound like 
that, that's not nice though but <laughs> i shouldn't say it when it's, i first heard like, of you guys i was up crashing with zach by and we were outside smoking on the little patio and uh zach said hey to this guy's walking by and it was his neighbor and uh he was like hey man i, I got some friends who play in a band let's like some music you like and he was like uh okay yeah. And he went and brought back a CD, and it was y'all's CD. <laughs> and uh, I told you that once, I think, Adam, and yeah, you were like, I don't know who that could be. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's the first time I heard of you guys. Yeah. Well, that's what we had nobody around. It's kind of a nice little circle there because, see, the hardcore bands did not speak to me here very much. Some of them were okay, but they didn't really. I don't know. I used to say they sounded like System of a Down on a Budget or something like that. You know, it sounded like low five new metal, like new metal wannabe, but they're like, new metal yeah. sucks, but I love yeah. it. And, and that then, probably didn't make a whole lot of friends with, with those guys no, saying that. No. And then, uh, but like there was russian love machine so i was like holy shit so i instantly gravitated towards towards them i wasn't friends with them or anything yet so i was instantly gravitated towards them so i was like holy shit another band which russian love machine doesn't sound remotely like tiger hellicide but even when russian love machine was in tiger hellicide but it still was like this goes well together and i like that and i really like the music anyway so i mean i would have loved the music with or without my own band but then the other band is how it all ties together so nicely was Buddy Holly's Nightmare because we heard the recording of Buddy Holly's Nightmare and they were like, holy shit, people are making recordings of stuff that I like. And that helped dictate how we ended up who recording with who we record with. So you probably owe us money for some of our stuff sounding like shit. <laughs> because somehow, somehow this guy, the guy who recorded you guys and the guy, and he also recorded Russian Love Machine somehow made y'all sound great. And it was a struggle with him to make anything that we liked. So Really? Yep. Yeah, I've heard that from a lot of people. Yeah, our our first album could have been. I still say our first album could have been Never Mind the Bollocks. If you know what <laughs> if we did when we went into Western music. Yep. We we, <laughs> we told him it was to, we were like, okay, we're gonna do it this way. We didn't like come out and say it like that. We we're like, yeah. uh, we want this is what we what we basically said. Yeah. And uh, like, we were making shit up on the on the spot right there in yeah. the studio, and he felt like we had come in there so prepared and everything we spent like two days maybe one day i yeah. can't remember but like uh you know that the pick slide at the very beginning of the song yeah that's done on the spot i made that up right there yeah then uh the, the at rest just fell in the line and yeah he didn't have to do much to it yeah i think there was too much um, thinking with us because like our first recording was just me and casey and we had to overdub stuff and i think there was yeah. some some stuff with that and then he was as he, he yeah he he would just he's not great sometimes he's not great with drums he seems like he doesn't know how to like he would love he thought casey's drums were clearly the best thing about the band but then he would not do them how casey wanted them so it's like he's giving casey all this love for the for the drums putting them crazy high in the mix and everything else and then he wouldn't even make them how casey liked it and then yeah. we, we are talking about jason stevenson here right yes okay yeah. i just want yeah, i was like i was like, name. yeah <laughs> Like, just to really just nail it <laughs> but yeah he uh but no that was it i mean he just wasn't it, it it was rough and it like i said this before to jacob but he he heard the divine shake second album and we were talking about it and it was like right before the last time he recorded tiger hellside and he was just like do you hear that thing and i was like yeah man and before i could say it was amazing he was like it sounded terrible it was rough and i was like what 
<laughs> I was so mad. I was like, this album is recorded so much better than any of the bullshit you've done for us. And then you're like, it sounds <laughs> terrible. Like, what the hell's wrong with you? So that was that was that was one of the two or three things that made us cut ties with him. Him also being not nice to another another band that I was trying to put onto a comp that never happened. He, he does he does think highly of himself. Yeah, he does. So that was kind of it. He yeah. kind of started getting an attitude about another band, and I was just like, "We're done." Got, so the he got our, like that with the color wild. Yeah. No. Do what? He got like that with the color wild. Yeah, he was rough. Did you hear his version of Color Wild song? I think it was Mood Rings. But did you hear? I his, was on did, the one with the trumpets. Yeah. No. There's there's one though. Like his version of the song, it sounds amazing, like completely amazing, except the drums sound like they're from a damn like demo. It sounds <laughs> like sounds like a. Fifty thousand dollars studio job, yeah, just fantastic. And then like, then like drums recorded on like a PA or some shit. It's just like, what the fuck? What'd you do to the drum? And it was horrible. And then he wouldn't, he wouldn't give up the tracks. He wouldn't give up the tracks for them to get them like you know remixed or remastered or anything. So, so that was yeah, he it. He, he lost, a, he lost a bunch of business that way. You know, he pissed the kid off bad. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, and that's a that's a shame. <laughs> He's pretty much pissed the music scene off around around that area. Yeah, he lost it. And I tried to. He was. I was trying to build up a scene here, and I was going to include him in it because he was the quote unquote manager of Ugly Pompous Grin <laughs> for like two seconds yeah. or something. No, he wasn't the manager. I know what it was. They were signed to his label. That's what it was. Signed to his. It, uh, you can't see me doing the fingers. Label. <laughs> yeah, so that's what it was. But it's fun to talk shit. <laughs> On blast. He's got put on blast. <laughs> oh, boy. He probably doesn't know what a podcast is. It's okay. Yeah, Dadcast is going to blast. Hey, I, I've prepared three jokes for, for y'all tonight. Okay. And I want to tell them. Do I need to, like, go over to the drum set and be prepared to do the button? No, not at all. Okay. All right. no. Here, I can do my half-assed version of it. <laughs> See? These jokes are some of the stupidest jokes you'll ever hear, but I love them. And, uh, I love your jokes. One of them is written by Norm MacDonald, if y'all like Norm MacDonald. Norm MacDonald is um, like my hero, dude. Yes, he has some yeah. amazing okay. jokes. Anyway, here's the first one. Joke number one. Wait, wait, wait. Is it going to be those long-ass ones that waste all of our time? <laughs> no. Okay. okay. It's just so I was going to say, those, those are some of the best ones. Norm MacDonald ones, but I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, sorry. here we go. Okay, uh... So a guy walks into a bar and says, God damn it, that hurt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, okay. Okay, uh, a monkey and a fish walk into a bar. The monkey orders three shots of milk and a jar of peanut butter. And then the fish dies because he's out of the ocean. <laughs> okay, and here's, here's a normal McDonald joke. So uh, a frog walks into a bar to get a loan. And uh, he walks up to the desk of uh, this lady who says, Miss Whack. Miss Whack was her name. And uh, she said, uh, hello, how could I help you? And he said, I'd like to take out a loan. And she said, I'm not sure we can do that. You're a frog. And uh, he said, I still want to take out a loan. And she said, okay. Well, what's your name? And uh, he says, Kermit. She said, you're not Kermit the Frog. And he says, uh, yeah, I'm just named after him. And uh, he said, my full name is Kermit Jagger. My dad's Mick Jagger. My, my mom's a frog. He fucked a frog. <laughs> and then uh, she says, okay. 
do you have any collateral? And uh, he says, uh, let me see. And he reaches into his pocket, his frog pocket, and uh, he pulls out a tiny pink elephant, tiny little pink elephant. And he says, will this do? And uh, she says, I'm not sure, but my name is Patty, by the way. And then uh, he takes, she takes the frog, the frog to the bank manager. She said, I'll be right back. I take the frog to the bank manager. And so the bank manager looks at the little pink elephant for a while, and he says, it's a knick-knack, Patty Whack. Give the frog alone. His old man's a rolling stone. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, you set that up well. Adam's face right now. Well, I've already heard the joke. Oh, you've already heard the joke? <laughs> yeah, I've already heard I've already heard. I've already heard the Every norm chip. Is that late stage norm or like? Yeah, that's pretty. That's relatively recent. Oh, dude. Because he, te- he just tells bad jokes. He, he learns bad jokes. He's my favorite guy to be on the roast because people yeah. who watch like Comedy Central roast yeah. don't necessarily they don't know get norm. It. Like when he was doing the Bob Saget roast. Yeah, he, he just did the he just, jokes he just read the, whole the bad time. jokes. Yeah. Yeah, and he just deadpan. Yeah. And he was he knew nobody was gonna laugh. Yeah. And I loved it. It was great. Yeah. He said he didn't want to do it because you know he's friends with Bob Saget. Yeah. So he didn't want to do a bunch of mean stuff about him. So he just got an old joke book that he had and, <laughs> and just read the worst jokes he could find. Dude, they were great. He did. He did a great job. Yeah. Um, I made up the I made up the monkey and the fish joke. That is pretty yeah. good. I like that. <laughs> it was logical. <laughs> <laughs> why Why do you think the monkey ordered the milk though? The monkey's like no. I don't know. They're mammals, so it seemed like they would. That's true. They'd like that sweet, sweet monkey milk. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Bloodhound gang reference here. (laughs) Okay. I think we're uh, nearing the end of our normal podcasting time. Uh, Well, do you have any final thoughts, Tommy? Any last things you want to speak about? I've got a movie coming up. You guys should just see it. I'm in it. You know, uh, I'm not the lead, but. um... I hope I get an, uh, an Oscar for this one. Uh, can't show you a clip since we're just on the phone. <laughs> but, uh, go ahead, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I had a lot of fun, fun tonight talking to you guys, and you got a good thing going here. I thought yeah, you were good. telling us you were gonna you were playing the nun in the new movie, The Nun. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess yeah, it's Whoopi Goldberg. We all know. It yeah, is. Whoopi Goldberg's playing the nun. <laughs> She's back in the habit again. She is. <laughs> yeah, man, it's been awesome. Next, eventually, we're just gonna make a robot or order one, and we're gonna put you on the phone inside the robot, or just <laughs> or we're gonna call Elon Musk and download your consciousness into the robot. That's my next expenditure after I get the bus as a oh. robot. Tommy's gonna be our robot. Yeah, yeah. But that won't help Tommy at all unless we can figure out a transplant. We'll have to. Dude. Yeah, we'll have to. Uh, Figure out how to how to do the consciousness yeah. transplant. <laughs> We're gonna make you into a robot, Tommy. Alright. Or we could just come get you. <laughs> yeah. well, once I get the once I get the bus, I'm just gonna come kidnap you. Kidnap and, you with the bus. Yeah. In the gad bus. Yeah. The gad taxi. Not to Great. be confused with fake taxi. <laughs> yeah. Or, or the, the or the bang bus. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, um, do you guys have any final thoughts, Andy and Adam? Adam. I forgot Andy's name like last night. And this time you lost my name. Well, uh. You guys quit having the similar names. (laughs) (laughs) Mine has more A's in it, so mine is more legit. 
Yes. That's and I, I am named after the first man to land on this planet. Yes. And the first astronaut. You come first. That's right. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, we'll talk more next week. And then, yay. Definitely. Yeah. Tell me, um, don't be a stranger. If you don't have my number, get it from Andy or I'll yeah. Here, let's put, um, let's put Jesse's number on this podcast. Yes, <laughs> Jesse's phone number. Is, oh, and. Put my number on the podcast. Coming <laughs> soon, my new solo album. Check it out. It'll be on Spotify before long. Yes. We'll talk some more about it next week. Yeah. We will. We'll sure. discuss Definitely. it. Definitely. Yeah. We'll make fun of it next Tell week. Tell the story. <laughs> <laughs> All right, awesome. Well, um, all right, Tommy, uh, love you, dude, and nice catching up with you, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, see you guys. All right, later. Bye. Got cast out. <laughs>